Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Back in the saddle again. Special thank you to Stephanie Hoff and Aaron Zimmerman for taking the reins while I was on our farm tour in Hawaii. Sure hope that you've had a chance to check out some of the pictures on Facebook. Fabulous farm, babe. I tried to post them just as quickly as I could. Now, of course, we are going to be talking about some of the agriculture highlights that we visited in Hawaii. That's coming up over the course of the next few days. Boy, I'll tell you what, it's a shock to your system to go from Hawaii weather to Wisconsin weather, which doesn't seem to be able to straighten itself out. This morning, there's some areas of the state waking up with a dense fog advisory in play, so be aware of that. We do have a good possibility of picking up some rain probably this afternoon. Today's daytime highs around 52 degrees under cloudy skies. Tomorrow, more rain in the forecast, 56. Thursday, rain and snow showers mixed will touch out only at 45 for a daytime high then. Stumacher Ag Meteorologist coming up with your details. Steffa's Group is conducting the Doug and Amanda Wallerman Retirement Cattle Auction in Norwalk, Wisconsin. This live on-site auction is Friday, April 8th. Bidding opens at 10 a.m. Approximately 450 head of Holstein dairy cattle with an average daily weight of 851 pounds to be sold. 400 plus head of milking and dry. Go to steffasgroup.com right now for photos and complete descriptions for the Doug and Amanda Wallerman Retirement Cattle Auction Friday, April 8th. That's S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. Research is always underway in Wisconsin to find out how our farmers can produce more with less inputs. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, and this encompasses everything from planting to harvesting. Bob, you explored tilling with one of our university experts. We certainly did, Stephanie. Bob Osel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. And one of the difference-making organizations in Wisconsin over the past few years has been the Discovery Farms Program, and one of the directors of that program is Amber Raditz, although her title is now Agriculture Water Quality Program Manager with UW Extension out of Madison. It seems like everything out of Extension is out of Madison now, but a lot of research has been done over the years for the old Discovery Farms Program, and we talked to Amber about the major changes uh, she has seen as far as some of the research on tillage around Wisconsin is concerned. Now, actually, with an extension, we've got a commitment to be able to grow our education opportunities within this ag water quality sector. And so we're um, able to now have a program area that's right alongside and right with Discovery Farms. Discovery Farms will focus on the research part, and we'll be able to um, shore up the outreach end of things and be able to have more people in more locations across the state getting that information out. And, of course, it's all about... uh water quality, saving our soil, and that's what you're focused on as we get into spring. What are some of the the tips or the recommendations or the do-it-this-way information farmers when they hook on the, the disc or the whatever behind? Yeah, well, so, you know, this is the world according to Amber, right? And it's always 
works perfectly. According to research. Uh, according to research, but you know, the farmers have the, the feel for how this actually can be applied on the landscape, right? And it takes a lot of trial and error. But from our Discovery Farms research, what we found is that the first best thing that farmers can do for water quality is making sure that soil loss is controlled. So how do you know if soil loss is controlled in your field? Well, a lot of folks are switching to no-till. Uh, that works well in some places. That works especially well, like on our uh, serious hills in Tremplo and Buffalo County and places where we're, we're farming on the hills there but you know also just being able to look at your field and look for visible signs of erosion that's the first best thing you can do so making sure waterways are in place where water flows off the fields um, so if you ever see any gullies or actual visible soil erosion that's a signal that something probably should change about your tillage or um, conservation practices in that field as we look at it and do the visual, visual check first, over the years with the Discovery Farms program, you've actually been able to measure. What have you seen? I would imagine in some places the number is kind of scary about the soil that leaves and goes down the river. Yeah, that's right. We're, we have the fortunate opportunity to take data that's actually from working Wisconsin farms. Um, we're, we set up monitoring stations at the edges of farm fields all across the state. And what we've seen in terms of soil loss is that those no-till practices and making sure that we have a network of conservation practices. So reducing tillage, using no-till, um, having waterways and other conservation practices in place on the field, you can really reduce your soil loss even in challenging landscapes like Buffalo County to almost nothing. So you know we have seen where people have a really good network of conservation practices in place where um, their soil loss amounts to like a couple five gallon buckets full every year and then we've seen where it may not look so hilly and steep but that soil is heavier clay or long slopes or there's not a waterway in place or too much disturbance and boy those numbers can knock your socks off. So what we're seeing overall is that for people that have put those practices in place, they work. They work very well, and that's the first best thing we can do for our waters. And of course, there's more to it than tillage. I'm thinking of cover crops and uh, other practices that uh, can protect our soil and keep it where it's supposed to be. Yeah, those are kind of coming new things coming down the pipe. And what we've seen, I mean, there's some awesome farmer-led groups. I'm part of one in Buffalo and Trampolo County. There's some awesome farmer-led efforts that are out there that are trying different things with cover crops, just enhancing the time of year where we get more cover on our soils for longer or have a root growing in there for longer. But what we've seen, you know, especially in places where you have a challenging soil type, really heavy clay soils or long slope lengths, making sure that those waterways are in place where water wants to concentrate and leave the field. We can still see high soil loss numbers with no-till and cover crops if there's no waterway in place. So we got to do all of the pieces of the puzzle on a field. And you know, the other challenging part is it's field by field specific. So, you know, you have your farming system and then you have to apply that differently basically on every field or even every part of a field. And it's more than just on those tilled fields, the uplands, uh, the whole the whole picture plays a part in this. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, so for example, I keep talking about Buffalo County. I'm thinking about the Bragger Farm where Discovery Farms first started its research. And, you know, what we had to have there, what Joe had to have there was a network of practices. So dams to slow down water that was coming out of the woods and onto the farmland, right? Because that there's not a whole lot we can do to change infiltration within those non-farmed areas. So then we have to have practices in place to both 
take care of that water we're receiving. It even is as simple as if you have a culvert coming onto your property from somewhere else, you have to take care of that water that you're receiving on your cropland and make sure that those practices are in place on your part and then also work with that upstream part. So there's just a, there's a, a lot of different pieces to consider and you know, there, fortunately there's a lot of good resources out there too. Timeliness of the tillage. Over the years you hear a lot of folks say fall tillage is recreational tillage and we've <laughs> opened up that soil versus in the spring when we're going to go right back in there and, and plant a crop. Have you seen the different reactions to the soil from fall to spring tillage using the same tools? You know, time, I would say that timing, either one can can work or not work depending on if it's too intense for the landscape. I think that's one of the biggest things. You know, if you're using a type of tillage that's you know too intense for the the hill that it's on or the slope that it's on, and then um, you know being able to determine whether it was done in the fall or the spring. Well, truly, we can get some pretty nasty snow melts from winter, you know, snow, rain, frozen ground that can make that fall tillage be a problem. We can also get some pretty tough weather in the spring where we get repeated rains or hard, heavy rains. And so, you know, the best method is really making sure we have cover in place. And so if you do have to do some tillage, trying to make it as little as possible because our weather is a little unpredictable at this point and you could get caught either way. And Amber, as far as the measurements and the, that you take for Discovery Farms and the water quality, have you been able to measure over the years with the Discovery Farms history that we now have a difference in, in yields based on some of these practices and it's made a difference and, and uh, nutrient placement, nutrient retention, things like that? Yeah, what, what we're seeing from um, the folks that have started to use no-till and have it in place for a long time is that what they're seeing is more consistent yields, so that soil is better able to handle more of a drought or more water at a you know inopportune time, things like that. So we're starting to see more consistency in those systems. Um, we're starting to see where we can start to really play with those fertility patterns um, based on the amount of residue we're leaving in the field. So we're leaving more for the organic matter to become. We're you know, using our manure in a way that is really helping boost that fertility and then keeping it all in place so the soil biology has a chance to work. I think it's gonna be really interesting to see how our fertility needs how, how we can kind of play with those numbers, especially as our inputs are pretty unpredictable right now. And you mentioned Buffalo and Trumpelow County, the hills we have over there, but over in the eastern part of the state with the karst type soils that we have a real challenge with, have we seen differences there based on our tillage practices, no-till, minimum till, and water the, getting down to bedrock? Yeah, I mean those tillage practices over there also have um, have the problem of those really heavy, very challenging soils that like to stay wet and cold. And so traditionally, tillage has been one of the things used to try to warm them up, get them ready to plant. And um, you know those soils still pose a real challenge for us. Uh, what we've learned is that you know even if you're doing no figured out a way to do no till or to do cover crops, making sure that those hard conservation practices are still in place. Farming on the contour, um, waterways, buffers along stream edges, things like that. And then, like you said, mentioning, you know, figuring in the, the depth to bedrock pieces. Those, 
anything we can do to keep more soil over the top of that bedrock and to even build that up, build up the organic matter that's in it or things like that is just going to enhance the ability for soil to filter out any pathogens or um, nutrients. And so taking care of that soil when you don't have very much over, over some pretty vulnerable bedrock is just paramount. So these practices work all across the state and, and you know, the, the best thing we can do is to just look at it as a whole picture and put those puzzle pieces all together to make that picture. Because we're not making any more soil. Amber, <laughs> thank you very much. Amber Raditz, again, for many years with the Discovery Farm Program. She still is with the Discovery Farm programs, but she's got a, a new title now working with the Extension Service, which is? The Agriculture Water Quality Program. Amber Raditz. I'm Bob Bosold. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Let's ride bikes. 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 If your bicycle is broken and you've got big things to do, just schedule an appointment, have the bike shop come to you. If you're a bike to worker or a super busy mom, you're just a couple clicks away at thebikemobile.com. Avoid the hassle of taking your bike to the shop and have the bike shop come to you. Visit thebikemobile.com and let's ride bikes. Hi, it's Tori DeVito. In every family, small conversations can make a big impact. I grew up on tour with my parents. Kind of different, but we bonded over music just like other families do over sports, camping, or other interests. And we talked. Little everyday conversations from silly to serious that built a foundation over time. Honest conversations, like when my dad shared his experiences as an alcoholic. Your honesty about that part of your life gave me a sense of integrity that I wanted to uphold in my own life. And I was so grateful that you and mom had become these sober, stable people who were always there for me. I wanted you to know from someone who's been in recovery more than 30 years now, that hard work is what creates success, not alcohol or other drugs, whether it's music or anything else. I said it a lot, and I'm glad you took it to heart. Talk, they hear you. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. Sometimes people think we're the bathroom remodeling place that just covers up your old stuff. It's how Rebath got its start 40 years ago. But just as technology has improved since dial phones, we've grown to become a total bathroom remodeling company. Free in-home consultation, free custom design, an affordable new bath in just days, not weeks. Visit our showroom on Stoughton Road or Rebath.com. Rebath, making it easy to love your bath. From her mouth to the field's ears, this is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Ah, yes. Wisconsin weather. Always something interesting to talk about, don't you think? Uh, in fact, uh, one of the items that I'll be sharing with you later today is uh, the uh, <laughs> first planting progress report of 2022. Let's bring in Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, along with us for our weather update. Yeah, <laughs> I know by the calendar... They should be doing this. You know, it is part of uh, USDA's uh, responsibilities. But when I take a look at the terrain across the state of Wisconsin, Stu, and I had to make up miles even after we got back from our Hawaii farm tour, not exactly feeling like spring has sprung or we're ready to hit the fields, you know? 
No, you're absolutely right. It doesn't feel that way. And you slop around in the mud around the buildings and out in the yard. And yeah. Yeah, we know that's kind of like spring, but we're not there yet. No, no, but it's it does sound like temperatures are going to be improving. Uh, this moisture situation, though, give me a little rundown on what you see developing. Well, it's out there just out to the west. You look at the radar and we see rain that extends from southwest up into west central Minnesota. Some snow oh, from the Brainerd and up toward Bemidji areas. Still some rain back at Fargo. Low pressures out in the Dakotas this morning. A system out in uh, northern South Dakota on that north South Dakota border. It's going to move east heading right toward northern Wisconsin in the next day or two. What that means is we're in that area where the very mild and, and moist air is being drawn up out of the south. Temperatures will benefit. We'll get a little more moderation the next day or two, but a lot of moisture builds in as well, and that's why we have to talk about some rain. Most likely not developing until later today, even in western Wisconsin. Certainly tonight, the further you head to the east, showers that as some cool air builds in, as that low crosses into northern Wisconsin, then the cool air starts to wrap in around the system, and that brings that chance of rain that makes with and changes to snow. Oh, that may not happen until we start looking toward Wednesday night or on into the day Thursday. And some sloppy little accumulations, you know, where it catches on the grass or on the truck hood when you park it outside overnight. That kind of thing could happen toward Thursday and Friday. We finally should dry it out for the weekend. And I'd say by that time, we could have some rain amounts upwards in that half three-quarter inch range. Well, that moisture come growing season is going to be good. I'll have forecast details right after this. Farmers understand return on investment. They understand the power and the value of the sun. Cameron Olson, owner of Olson Solar Energy. This is just another opportunity for them to look for that power and that value. It's a business decision. Everything that farmers do and don't do on their land and their with their property is money. <laughs> so one of the things that I heard one farmer say, it's a crop that I am yielding. <laughs> uh, instead of harvesting corn on this little section, he's harvesting sunlight to make electricity. You should reach out to us and we will come out there for a very specialized, specific quote for you to look at your farm. We can put solar anywhere. We can put it on a barn. We can put it on the ground. We can put it on a hill. <laughs> so we can put it anywhere that makes sense to you and your farm and your situation. And then once we design that, even powering your whole farm, you can harvest enough sunlight to have a $0 energy bill. Go to OlsonSolarEnergy.com to start saving. Go green, save green with Olson Solar Energy. Well, you know what really hurts this morning, Stu, is my, my phone is still showing me temperatures in Hawaii. For example, on uh, Maui, they're waking up at 72 degrees right now. We're not there yet, but, it, but there's improvements on the horizon. Oh, absolutely. But upper 30s are kind of nice this time of the year, and that's where we're at for most of us. Look for more cloudy skies around today, and that shower chance could be already uh, early afternoon, lacrosse, a little later, Mauston, and by late in the day for those of us over here in the east and south. Now I expect temps still in the upper 40s and low 50s, pretty decent. Southeast winds 5 to 15, a bit gusty in the afternoon. Overnight, it's cloudy skies and showers possibly even a thunderstorm. There could be a rumble of thunder at La Crosse late today. The rest of it was probably happening in the nighttime. Overnight lows, low, upper 30s and low 40s as winds become southwest about 5 to 10. Tomorrow, more of a partly sunny day, even brighter for a while, but showers again start boiling up into the afternoon. I'd look for temps in the low 50s, maybe some upper 40s at Mauston and La Crosse. 
with the southwest winds at 10 to 20, gusting near 30, becoming west already in western Wisconsin later tomorrow. Rain and a mix of snow and slop around for Thursday. Low 40s, maybe an upper 30. West winds 5 to 15. And then still that sloppy kind of mixed precipitation <laughs> for Friday, Pam. But it should end. And by the weekend, I think when we start looking towards Sunday, some sunshine and low and mid 50s for highs all of a sudden sounds like spring so slop has become an official term for the national weather service huh? well that's for me i don't know what else <laughs> what else do you call it right now? yeah that's for sure i agree all right buddy we'll catch up with you tomorrow and see what we get okay all right we'll catch you then stumach our ag meteorologist this is the midwest farm report with pam Youngke. Wisconsin Farm Bureau is an exciting organization because it has a plethora of opportunities for young farmers and agriculturists, specifically a young farmer and agriculturist program for members ages 18 to 35, where you can learn about leadership development, advocating for agriculture, and network with your peers. WFBF.com. You'll learn so much. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau. When remodeling your home, you don't want some silly goose in charge of your plans. Meet Adam of AF Construction. He grew up in a Wisconsin family of skilled craftsmen working side by side with the best. Hundreds of happy homes endorses detailed attention to distinctive projects. AF Construction, your local hands-on remodeling contractor, offering line item estimates and eye-popping results. For your free consultation, visit afconstructionllc.com. Get ready for a remarkable new look. These days, vehicles are powered by many different sources. Tom's Auto Center repairs them all. Tom and Tom of Tom's Auto Center. Gas, electric, diesel, and hybrids. Plus, we offer free pickup and delivery within a 10-mile radius. And a loaner car if you need one. Tom'sAutoCenter.com Tom's Auto Center With a getter, pick, skitter, done To get you going, guys Off Highway 51 in McFarland A stone's throw from McDonald's Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. When you see water in your basement, it usually spells trouble. Some other insurance companies might leave you high and dry and not in the way you want. That's why Rural Mutual offers a limited water endorsement on their homeowner's policy to help cover flood, sewer backup, and sump pump coverage. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. I'm a Wisconsin Farm Bureau member because of the opportunities that Farm Bureau affords its members here in the state of Wisconsin. Member benefits to uh, local leadership and personal and professional development opportunities that you can really take advantage of as a Farm Bureau member. We talk about Farm Bureau and how we help move farmers and agriculturalists forward. WFBF.com. You should look them up. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. You've collected a lifetime of jewelry. Some of it you'll never give up. Others, well, it can continue to be hidden away or you can repurpose it and bring it back to life with the help of William Thomas Custom Jewelry. The master designers at William Thomas Custom Jewelry will help you create that one-of-a-kind piece that's redesigned, updated, and uniquely you. Something you'll definitely want to show off the minute you put it on. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. Let's ride bikes. 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 Let's ride bikes.
Busy professionals don't have time to deal with bike shops. I'm Andy Q, owner of the Bike Mobile. Avoid the hassle of dragging your bicycle to the shop. Ask your employer if the Bike Mobile can visit your office for a bicycle tune-up day for you and your coworkers. The Bike Mobile is a mobile bicycle repair van that comes to you at home or at work. Book your appointment today at thebikemobile.com and let's ride bikes. Are you fairly fit but would love a little edge up? Are you entering middle age with a slowing metabolism and weak core? MSculpt may be your answer. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie is proud to be one of the first clinics in the area to offer this new muscle building technology called MSculpt. It's approved for building and toning abs, arms, butt, thighs, and calves. MSculpt works. One 30-minute treatment can be equivalent to 20,000 crunches or 20,000 squats. It's safe, effective, and painless with virtually no downtime. Sound too good to be true? Visit Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie to learn more. Let your natural beauty shine through. View our specials at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank, where we've removed the barriers between you and your money. We've made every ATM your ATM with unlimited refunds on surcharge fees. With our mobile app, deposit your checks and pay your bills. Simplify savings with smart automation. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. There was a video I want to play about you know, between the Mets and the Brewers when it comes to uh, the arms that they have. But, Rowdy, the Mets now in a little trouble. What happened over the weekend? Well, <laughs> funny because I think King, at the Kinger, actually tagged me, I think both of us, in a tweet about Mets versus Kinger. the Brewers when it comes to pitching rotations. And my response to him was basically the Mets – I think their top line guys yeah. probably are are better or a little bit higher ceiling when you look at the fact that they have DeGrom or they have Scherzer, but also they have to stay healthy because they don't have the same type of depth that the Milwaukee Brewers have, where if a pitcher or two goes down, the Brewers literally have like six, seven starting pitchers that you'd feel pretty confident in throwing out there every five, you know, four or five days. Yeah. Well, the Mets... You have DeGrom, you have Scherzer, but Scherzer's getting old. Yes. Father and time's undefeated. DeGrom hasn't been able to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Well, DeGrom's- literally two days later, I think it was, DeGrom comes down with an impingement in his shoulder. He will not be throwing a baseball for four weeks. Uh, Basically, uh, oh. you can pencil him out for probably a good first month and a half due to the shoulder impingement. And then Max Scherzer is experiencing, I think it's tightness in his groin or hamstring. Uh-oh. He is likely right now to miss his first start and be out at least a week. Max Scherzer with the, yes. Uh, the, now, uh, Scherzer's been really durable in his career, but, I mean, he's oh, continuing he's beast, but he's to get older. older and older, so it's probably more and more likely he comes down with an injury. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of how it works. Uh, check this out. The last time, now speaking of this, I'm reading about um, DeGrom here. The last time DeGrom pitched in a game that counted, he was brilliant. He pitched seven innings, allowed four hits and two runs against the Brewers. 
last July 10th. It was the first game of a doubleheader at City Field. Yeah, and weirdly enough, uh, the Grom... DeGrom, when healthy, has been probably the best pitcher in baseball. I don't know if it's really that much of a debate, especially with Kershaw getting older and Scherzer getting older. He just hasn't been healthy. And if they do see each other in the playoffs, Brewers actually have done pretty well against DeGrom. So if I remember correctly, that game, though, wasn't he going for some kind of history where it was his ERA under one, and then the Brewers dusted him up for, I think, two home runs? Yeah. And then his ERA, yeah, here it is. His ERA yeah, went from bit. .95 to 1.08. Yep. I remember we celebrated like, <laughs> take yes, that to ground. Take that ball. <laughs> you suck. Uh, but, yeah, so like, you're talking about the ground here. Uh, they said, it isn't often that we not only see athletes perform at genius levels in real time, but can anticipate that's exactly what we're going to see uh, from DeGrom on the arena. Wayne Gretzky was like that in the 80s, Michael Jordan like that in the 90s, and now they were comparing DeGrom like that now. Is that is that fair, Rowdy? He's on the New York Mets. I mean, he... What championships are they winning on I the mean, Mets? Yeah, they're not. I, that's the one thing he's missing, uh, well, the Rowdy, amount of championships Rowdy said those Mets guys are going to met when the yeah. DeGrom news, Rowdy's well, like, I mean, Mets think are going to Think about since they, they uh, drafted all of those guys. You have DeGrom, who's still on the team, but he's injured. You have... Matt Harvey, who that dark night burned bright. He had some, he lived uh, long enough to see himself become the villain. Yeah, yeah. he had some uh, demons of partying, drugs, and alcohol. Yeah, that and that went downhill, and his career's we been won. in a tailspin like the last five we plus years. That happens. Got to do something with your money. You yep. also had Noah Syndergaard, who's no longer even on the team. Yep. He, I think, is I think he's with the Angels now. Yeah, we're still yeah. at. And then. Um, Oh, who was the other guy in that? Rot- I can picture him. Uh, Steven Matz. 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 Another guy that had a bunch of arm injuries and wasn't able to stay healthy and hasn't been anywhere near where he was his first couple years in the league. Yeah. It, basically, because actually the Mets were the team in 2015 that had that super young nucleus of pitchers that all happened to be relatively healthy. Yeah. And they were the team that deferred the Cubs from going to the World Series because they remember they beat the Cubs to go to the World Series. Now they got trounced in the World Series, but they actually uh it put the Cubs on ice for at least one more year before they ended up winning it all the next year. Yeah. But uh yeah, th- that Mets team from but Fuller says and Wheeler said Fuller. Yeah, they never were able to stay healthy. And yeah. now add Zach Wheeler. It's a guy I forgot. Yeah. Everyone is no longer with the Mets except for DeGrom, and he hasn't been able to stay healthy. Roses are red, violets are blue, and you bet she'll be talking farming with you. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. All kinds of farming we'll be talking about over the course of the next couple of days. Of course, from our Hawaii farm tour, talking about cacao farming. That's a a plant that turns into high-grade chocolate on the island of Oahu. We also had a chance to visit about some of the uh, traditional crops that they grow in Hawaii, like taro for poi on the island of Kauai. So a lot of different crops we'll be talking about from our Hawaii farm tour. I'm Pam Yankee, by the way. Sure hope that you're following along 
on our pictures from our Hawaii farm tour. I tried to post them just as quickly as I could. So you'll have to page back for the past couple of days. But uh, like I said, you'll get a chance to see our group in action. Maui Pineapple uh, also had a chance to find out about salt farming on the Big Island. So a lot of different aspects of Hawaiian agriculture that we learned about. And you can see pictures at Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook. We're going to be catching up with our friend John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend in a couple minutes. Believe it or not, despite the weather outside, we still got our first planting progress report. We'll find out what John saw, not just Wisconsin, but obviously in uh, areas farther south. So stick around for that. So today is the fifth day of April. On this day back in 1974, Robin Yount became a Brewers regular and obviously turned out to be a fantastic advantage for the Brewers in the future. In 1992, he became the 17th player in history and the third youngest ever to reach 3,000 hits. Robin Yount becomes a regular Brewer on this day back in 1974. On this day in 1998, the world's largest suspension bridge opened to traffic. It's in Japan. It's the world's longest central span, measuring 6,532 feet. How comfortable would you be driving over that? On this day back in 1955, Winston Churchill finally resigned as the U.K. Prime Minister. He had a political career that spanned half a century. And now you know. Well, I want you to know that the Midwest Horse Fair is now just days away at the Alliant Energy Center in Madison. Megan Hanishuk is the general manager of the Midwest Horse Fair, and she said the two-year postponement they had on that show is something that they want to get in the rearview mirror but quick. She said people have to remember everyone was still excited to hold the show, but they were held back because of the COVID protocol in Dane County. Correct. We have um, been going for 40 years and we've never had a cancellation prior to 2020. Um, And if there was any way around it, we would have. But without a facility um, and a very particular facility that we need to run a show of this size where there are vendors and arenas and horse stalls and um, just so many elements um, without that facility, there was no way to have the event. Right. So now, uh, as it stands, basically the restrictions are off at the Lion Energy Center grounds. This show is going to go full on forward April 22nd through the 24th. And that is reflected in our ticket sales. You said uh, there was initial excitement because the show was coming back. Then everybody got cold feet not knowing where Dane County stands. Ticket sales back on for especially your rodeo, huh? Yeah, we're seeing great results now um, after restrictions were lifted and things. I think people are getting that confidence that, you know, events are coming back and we're going to be here um, and they're excited about it we can see that reflected in our ticket sales both rodeo and our general admission yep now do you advise general admission that we do plan in advance buy those tickets online the rodeo has limited availability so i certainly understand that for first time people that maybe have forgotten or just decide that they want to try it for the first time coach them up a little bit megan on what they might want to think about doing online now Sure, you can absolutely buy at the gate if you choose to wait, um, but there is a savings. If you buy in advance for the general admission, you can save $5 on a one-day or $10 for a three-day pass. Um, so definitely worth considering. And for the rodeo, correct, they're limited seating. Um, it's about 8,000 seats per night. We're well over half sold out on both nights. Um, so 
to people's advantage to consider buying in advance there. Ticketmaster.com um, will get you where you need to be. Megan Hanashek, she's the general manager of the Midwest Horse Fair, returning to the Alliant Energy Center after a two-year hiatus, April 22nd through the 24th. So just 17 days down the road. I did take a look at their website, MidwestHorseFair.com, and it does look like there's still tickets available, obviously for general admission to the show as a whole. And it also looks like there's a few tickets left for both the Friday and Saturday PRCA Rodeo if you're interested. Like I said, MidwestHorseFair.com is where you start. Ticketmaster.com is where you buy the tickets. Well, we're talking markets with John Heinberg in just a moment. Up next, Wisconsin's latest and first of the year crop progress report. Markets look strong in overnight trade details right around the corner. Your soil is your farm's greatest asset. Every season is an opportunity for both short-term profit and long-term improvement. The Midwestern BioAg way optimizes yields, soil fertility, and sustainability, nurturing your greatest asset. Midwestern BioAg offers biological fertilizers to optimize yields during the growing season, all the while building healthy soil for the future. To learn what a Midwestern BioAg program can do for you, visit MidwesternBioAg.com. Midwestern BioAg, better farming through better soil. Wisconsin Farm Bureau helps our organization advocate for agriculture by putting us at the table with the right individuals. I've heard a lot of times that if you're not at the table, you're on the menu when it comes to ag policy. We need people to help us make the right connections, get in front of the right people and policymakers that are affecting decisions that impact agriculture. WFBF.com. You should look them up. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau. All business owners want the same thing, to make their business succeed. At Rural Mutual, they help that happen. As the third largest writer of commercial business in Wisconsin, they take the time to learn your business so they can properly protect you. Call your local agent today or visit RuralMutual.com. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Well, it is official. They have begun to issue crop progress reports through the U.S. Department of Agriculture, and that includes our Wisconsin Ag Statistical Service. They said that as of Sunday across the state of Wisconsin, 61% of our winter wheat was rated good to excellent statewide. Now, that's down from 77% good to excellent, that rating at the end of November. We also had a few reports of oats being planted. About 1% of the spring tillage is completed, and 38% of our pastures are rated good to excellent as far as conditions. And we are going to have to keep an eye on what's happening with our moisture levels. Now, the topsoil situation across the state, not too bad. 58% of our topsoil called adequate, 29% in the surplus area, which is to be expected if there's still some frost in the ground. Subsoil moisture, that's something we've got to pay attention to. 58% called adequate, 15% in a surplus situation for subsoil moisture. But look at this, already 25% of our subsoil moisture rated short with 2% very short already this early in April. So I'm going to keep an eye on that one, as I'm sure many farmers will as well. 
in overnight electron in overnight electronic trade this morning. Markets look pretty firm right now. May corn's up three and a half at seven fifty four. December new crop is up about a nickel at seven oh three. May soybeans are up a dime at sixteen twelve. November soybeans currently up eight at fourteen forty seven. The May wheat's up twenty six and a half cents at ten thirty six and three quarters. July new crops up twenty six cents at ten thirty six and a quarter. Looks like the barrel and block cheese have closed the field. Barrel cheese was up a penny and a half yesterday to two twenty six and three quarters. Forty pound block cheese that dropped three and a quarter cents to two twenty six and a quarter. While double A butter gained a penny at two seventy two a pound. Right now, May milk in Chicago is unchanged, twenty three ninety nine a hundred weight. The June milk likewise unchanged at twenty three eighty three a hundred weight. One of our Wisconsin congressmen wants to try to address the shortage we have of truck drivers. They're introducing what they're calling the Strengthening Supply Chains Through Truck Driver Incentives Act, and it involves our Wisconsin Republican congressman, Mike Gallagher. They want to create a two-year refundable tax credit of up to $7,500 for truck drivers holding a valid Class A commercial driver's license who drive at least 1,900 hours in a year. They would also create a refundable tax credit of up to $10,000 for new truck drivers or individuals enrolled in a registered trucking apprenticeship. They say the legislation would encourage more young people to hop in the driver's seat, reduce headaches for trucking businesses, and make sure experienced drivers are rewarded for their hard work. We'll watch that one for sure. Well, we're watching the markets for sure this morning, and along with us, John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, joining us live in moments. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. There goes Pam Youngke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Thanks to our equipment, check out the affordable, efficient, versatile tractor line at our equipment and ask for Mr. Versatile, Chunk Gill, and from the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, promoting Wisconsin's world-class dairy products since 1983. Look for their proudly Wisconsin badge on dairy products. Keep up with Pam at fabulousfarmbabe.net on Facebook and Twitter. So you've bought that new house or condo and everything fits just perfect with your style, except for that outdated bathroom. This private yet relaxing room could be updated with today's spa-like features from Actuate Improvement. Actuate Improvement is a full-service design and remodeling company specializing in kitchens, baths, and basements. Let's get the conversation started with a complimentary estimate, consultation, and suggestions. ActuateLLC.com. Design. Create. Actuate. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank. We make it easy to access the bankers you know. Bankers who listen to your goals. Then offer expert advice and solutions that simplify even the most complex financial matters. Virtually or in person, we're here when you need us. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Wouldn't it be nice to celebrate spring behind the wheel of a new car? Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison wants to make that happen for you with our Bloom and Zoom promotion. On Saturday evening, April 30th, we're giving away $55,000 in cash and prizes. Two winners will be chosen every half hour from 4 until 8.30 with each taking home a $1,000 cash prize. Then at 9... 
one grand prize winner will receive a $35,000 vehicle certificate. Celebrate spring at Old Chunk Gaming Madison. Hang on to your tractors. Here's another update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Young. Ah, yes, here we are on a Tuesday morning. Time to catch up with our friend John Heinberg, Market Advisor, Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, joining us live this morning. You know, John, I was kind of teasing with our weather guy earlier today about Wisconsin getting its first crop progress report. We know full well there's not much to talk about, but it did give us winter wheat ratings. And although Wisconsin may not be a major player in that arena, when you take a look at what's happening with Ukraine and Russia, the world's paying attention to what's happening in the United States. And you said there was some real story matter in the crop progress report on wheat, huh? Yes, there was. Those ratings came out yesterday. You know, again, these are the USDA ratings prior to this. We've been seeing, you know, individual analyst estimates how that wheat crop has been doing. So this is the first set of USDA ratings and came in at 30% good to excellent, which for this time frame was the second lowest uh, on record uh, in terms of history. 1996 is the only time it was worse. It was at 27% good to excellent that year. You know, and the, mo- and the most important part of that, too, besides just the low rating on the good to excellent side, there's 36 percent of this crop that's rated poor to very poor so that's got the the wheat market a little nervous they were anticipating i think that yesterday that was some of the strength we saw in the wheat market plus the continuing uh, you know maybe escalation of things in the ukraine just brought some you know war premium back in now you're looking at a global market that is looking for wheat we had a big saudi arabia purchase yesterday on the global scale in terms of looking for wheat uh, and that wheat market uh, you know has been pretty beat up here might be getting some premium back into it now looking at these lower crop ratings. You know, and this also go hand in glove with uh, the acreage report that came out last week. That that one, in your opinion, was kind of a big miss. Explain. It, it really was. You know, the market was anticipating corn acreage to stay above bean acreage, uh, 92 million acres of corn, and everybody was thinking that around that 88 level for beans, which still would have been a base uh, principal record of total acreage overall. And obviously the numbers came in significantly lower on corn at 89.5, just rounding numbers up a uh, million acres. Uh, so that really tightens up the corn balance sheet pretty quickly. You now that was probably a reflection of the input prices, the fertilizer costs, you know, just making people maybe be a little more cautious about putting corn in the ground. We saw the immediate reaction in the market with December corn moving limit up at least right after the report. We've been continuing to trend higher, you know, since this morning another nickel or so higher. We're over the $7 barrier, so the corn market is quickly saying we need you guys to shift back away from beans. Uh, so we'll see how that kind of plays out. But you take that low number and you throw it into a balance sheet, you know, even with a record yield at 178, that's a bushel per acre above uh, the overall record. You're looking at a carryout with the demand, you know, for next fall, about 1.2 billion bushels. And that's starting to get pretty tight. Uh, and that's get, making things uh, extremely important for U.S. production, you know, not even thinking about where we could be with weather. Well, and, you know, it the market seems and our, our global players seem to have that anxious, you know, dither about them. You said China came in big yesterday on corn. Is that ex- is that a timely purchase, John, or is that a little bit of a surprise? It was a little earlier than we anticipated overall. Last year, China came in and made its first purchases towards the end of May. You know, this was the pur- a purchase yesterday about uh, you know 1.1 1. 1 million metric tons of, of corn. 
two thirds of that was old crop. Some of that was for new crop. Now, last year they stepped in at the end of May and made that very similar purchase. So we're about a month ahead of schedule in that regard. So I think the market took notice to that on uh, that standpoint because, again, you just can't see what's going to come out of the Ukraine because of the situation. You know, again, we had talk over the weekend that. that that Russia attacked one of the port cities or one of the ports in general, you know, maybe help them destroy some of that infrastructure. That's going to take years to rebuild. Uh, so that's going to be a major player in this market. China gets a lot of its corn from the Ukraine. So this may be a step by them, you know, looking at the entire marketing situation saying we need to start locking some supplies in here now. And, you know, that's going to get reflected in the price when we see that activity. Talk to me about South America, because we all, you know, if if all was normal and you took Ukraine and Russia out of the equation, uh, we would always expect that China toggles between South America and the U.S. What's the status of Brazil, Argentina and their output? That's one thing that may keep a little bit of lid on a rally, at least here in the short term, uh, is going to be the development of that second crop in Brazil. At this time frame, things are looking very, very good down there. We did have one analyst group actually raise their corn projections here just a couple days ago uh, from that region. Just So that may be some corn that's going to be out there, that's going to be available, despite some of the issues that they had this spring, uh, you know, or excuse me, over the winter here with their first crop. So that's still going to be part of the, the game that's going to be have to watch. That might be something keeps a little bit of a lid on price maybe through the planting window here we'll have to see you know charts are looking technically strong right now so if we get a bit of a breakout i'm kind of watching the 760 area around may you know on this old crop corn 705 here on december maybe we get another dime or so out of it and we might hit some shorter term ceilings uh but then we start thinking about where we could be with weather and that's going to be the wild card that could really send prices moving extremely high Mm -hmm. if we start seeing any production concerns here John Heimberg, Market Advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, along with us. want to remind you about their website, totalfarmmarketing.com, and their toll-free number, 800-334-9779. You know, now that we've got that first crop progress report out there, John, the conversation's already been started. Are you hearing anything from farther south about supply chain issues, availability of fertilizers, availability of herbicides? Are we getting any sense on that situation from the south because if they're dealing you know the resources go to get pulled there first and then we kind of get what what's left over so to speak are you hearing anything there I haven't heard anything yet to this point. You know, a lot of guys in terms of who I've talked to, at least in the northern tier, they've got things secured and they got guarantees that things are coming. Maybe a little bit more concern on the chemical side. I've heard that with a few uh, specific chemicals in that regard. You know, that's something that we're going to have to continue to watch as we go through the next few weeks here as things are getting ramped up as we move more north. You know, how does that supply chain work out? You know, I know that the train and the shipping issues are all still going to stay out there. Uh, that's something that comes to play in the marketing side too it's like when they matter they can get a train they need to fill it you know mm-hmm. quickly mm-hmm. because those things are very limited that is still going to be something that's going to stay on the burner i haven't heard any horror stories yet but at this time frame you know it's still early enough that those things might start kicking in <laughs> very good point all right john we'll catch up with you next week thank you my friend let's hope by next week we've got sunshine and things starting to green up huh sounds like a plan so but <laughs> Cool start, that's for sure. <laughs> yep, exactly. John Heinberg, Market Advisor, Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, along with us live this morning. Again, that website, totalfarmmarketing.com. They're toll-free, 800-334-9779. Re-listen on our podcast, midwestfarmreport.com. This is the 